0: hey co-workers welcome back to another episode of Coworking, the podcast that brings you the conversations you're currently missing from your workplace
1: i don't even know what number this is i have i've lost count
0: we're in the teens this is our first <laughs> teen episode oh.
1: uh so i do need to fix or correct one thing that i said last time
0: Hit me.
1: I said that I bought a switchblade.
0: Mm-hmm. I got
1: my knives all mixed up. I didn't buy a switchblade. <laughs> I bought a butterfly knife.
0: <laughs> still, that's still pretty dope.
1: Yeah, the switchblade, that's like West Side Story.
0: Sure. I, I
1: think I think that's what they have in that, where you're like, it's like a spring-loaded knife, right? But the butterfly knife, that's where you do, like, nunchuck moves. <laughs> you flip it all around. <laughs> And I was thinking about, I, I'm pretty sure I never cut anything except my hands.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> oh.
1: But yes, I did not buy a switchblade. I bought a butterfly knife.
0: The cost of buying cool things is you just cut up your hands.
1: Yep. Um, but for this episode,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Bianca, I went down another rabbit hole. I'm ready. So last time I went down a rabbit hole, uh, I talked about um, the Mandela effect. Yes. This time, I had I heard about this on Reddit a while ago, and I wanted to to research it more. It is fan death. I feel like I'm when you like, dun dun dun.
0: But yeah, I'll, we'll we'll add it in in post. Ba, ba, ba.
1: <laughs> Are you familiar with fan death? Have you heard of fan death?
0: I've heard it in passing before, okay. but uh. In my in my recent life, uh, you are my main source of information about <laughs> fan death.
1: Well, I have so much more information to give you about it today. Uh, I really first...
0: only just scratched the surface of fan death, yeah. so I'm I'm excited to improve my my knowledge space here.
1: So the first thing I want to throw out is I I know you very often say that sounds like a great band name. Mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. is a band named Fan Death. Perfect. Uh, they they play synth pop. They were formed in 2007 and they played with Vampire Weekend.
0: <gasps> uh so I'm definitely listening to Fan Death now. Yeah,
1: I didn't I didn't actually pull up any of their music. I don't know if it's any good, <laughs> but if they played with Vampire Weekend, it's got to be decent, yeah. right?
0: Also, you say synth pop and I come running. Like my <laughs> top Spotify artist 2 years in a row has been Robin, who is like the queen of that, so I'm, uh, I'm picking up what you're putting down.
1: All right, you check them out. You you tell me how they are.
0: I'll report back.
1: All right. So, for people that don't know what fan death is, uh, it is the belief that sleeping in an enclosed room with an electric fan pointed directly at you will kill you. Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I have I have several questions. I'm sure you're going to answer most of them. Oh yeah. But the first one is it it just an electric fan? What about a ceiling fan? Like does that well, does that count electric. too? Okay, okay. It's not it's not just exclusively like an oscillating fan, right?
1: Well, I mean that's still electric, right? Right, I, but like
0: I, it's not exclusively that. Oh, right, right. Yeah.
1: Well, and actually they so they they say that because it'll kill you, it's important to crack a door or a window so then you're not in an enclosed space. You got some sort of ventilation. Okay. Or make the fan oscillate so that it's not always pointed right at you. Oh. Or have it on a timer so it shuts off. Basically, the fear is if this fan is pointed at you long enough while you're sleeping, you will die. So, so don't <laughs> let it stay pointed at you.
0: I would... Was- I, mm, mm, mm I would love to know more of the air quote science mm-hmm. that uh, leads folks to believe that just having wind blown at you like a just a soft breeze pointed at you will just just take yeah. you out
1: I, I've got a lot of the the quote unquote science uh, but first I want to mention this this belief is supposedly widespread in South Korea. Okay. And it's pretty much isolated there. Um, there's there's some mention of it in parts of Japan, but mostly it's just Korea. Uh, there's a lot of anecdotes on the internet uh, of people saying like, yeah, you know, I met so-and-so and they believed in fan death or my grandparents from South Korea believe in fan death. But when I read stuff like that, I'm kind of skeptical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think about if some other country, people were talking about, yo, those Americans think you can eat Tide Pods. <laughs> like, obviously, we don't. But because some crazies mm-hmm. on Twitter or something you yep. know, made some posts about it, maybe people in a different country would think that. So, you know, do people in South Korea really believe it or is it just some crazies? So, while researching this, I found a couple fairly notable anecdotes. The first one is a blog post from 2009. Uh, this blog is called Ask a Korean. So this okay. guy that moved, he grew up in Korea, but uh, sometime in his life before 2009, he moved to the States. And he said that while he was growing up, he absolutely believed in fan death while he was there. Uh, specifically, he said there was no reason not to because everybody believed in it. It was just like a matter-of-fact thing. Yeah. Uh, and he said that even the media would report one or two cases every summer of fan death like somebody Stop. died and the media would would make it seem like it's because they had a fan pointed at them um it's it's unclear like how old he is or what years that would have been that that sure. he was believing that um based on everything else it it seems like it was probably 90s maybe early 2000s um, but yeah, so he, he moved to the States and then he was surprised to find that nobody here subscribed to death. And then that got him thinking about it for a while. And he was like, yeah, it doesn't actually make much sense. So that's one anecdote. Okay. The other one is going to really shock you who this one comes from. <laughs> it's everybody's favorite Jeopardy contestant, Ken Jennings. Yeah. He actually grew up in South Korea.
0: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, so uh, from the age of seven to seventeen, he lived in South Korea, and so uh, that would have been the late eighties, early nineties. His dad was an attorney uh, working for some company over there, so so he moved over there, and then he also lived in Singapore for a little while. Wow. Um, but yeah, so Ken Jennings. Uh, some first he lived in South Korea, then he became a Jeopardy superstar, and then in 2013 he wrote a book about momisms, is what he called it. The okay. the, the the book, well it's it's about the crazy things moms warn us about. Uh, he called the book because I said so. <laughs> so it, <laughs> that it's just familiar. it's just these silly yeah. things that moms like. They, there's no science behind it. They just say, right, you know, this is something you should watch out for. He actually said. Uh, one of the crazier ones that he heard uh, during that time was if you clip your fingernails while a relative is flying, the plane will crash.
0: That is so specific. <laughs> what?
1: Uh, the person he heard it from, their mom had said it and she learned it where she grew up in Russia. So, it was like, oh. some small rural place in russia probably somebody came up with this uh this crazy suspicion or uh what's the word superstition (laughs) that clipping your fingernails while a relative is flying in a plane that that plane will crash i
0: wow Uh, connecting the dots on that one (laughs) is is proving to be really difficult for me.
1: I I assume that somebody, tragically, had a relative die in a plane crash, and they thought to themselves, what was I doing during that time? Oh, my God. I clipped my fingernails.
0: Right. Uh... (laughs) (sighs) But anyway. Wow. Real butterfly effect. Yeah.
1: Uh, With his mom-isms, he also talks a lot about fan death, because he was there in South Korea growing up with it. Um, and he said that everybody took it seriously. Again, it was he described it as just this matter of fact thing.
0: Wow.
1: Um, he actually had a story. Uh, this was pretty good. He said an apartment of Americans I knew teased their lone Korean roommate by going to bed one summer night in an enclosed room with six electric fans turned on.
0: Oh my god!
1: <laughs> the Korean roommate pleaded with them not to throw their lives away <laughs> and then slept in the hallway. Uh, In the morning, you know, all three had survived. The Korean roommate was still not convinced. Obviously, he said they'd been playing a practical joke on him and had cracked a window as soon as he was out of the room.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, because they hadn't died. It must have been something else.
1: Yeah. So it's I'm I am now convinced that the belief is real because Mm -hmm. Ken Jennings I, I think is a legit anecdote uh, because he's not like a random person on the internet and he has a lot to lose. If he ever got called out for lying about something.
0: Sure. He is the, the jeopardy uh, greatest of all time champion.
1: Yeah. But yeah. If he got caught just making up stories for a mm-hmm. book or something,
0: yeah, I mean, that'd be Dunzo. like his whole
1: livelihood. So I'm convinced that the belief is real. Uh, you know, it's not just people making it up or or old wives tales that people talk about, but nobody actually believes. Right. All right. So now to the quote unquote science. hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, ready. I'm here for it. There's
1: a lot of different causes of death that, that people think the fan inflicts.
0: <laughs> Interesting.
1: Uh, one of the most common ones is asphyx- asphyxiation. Stuff to say that mm. suffocating basically that somehow yeah. the fan is going to prevent you from getting oxygen. <laughs> okay. There was an old Korean newspaper that it described the rotating fan blades create a vacuum directly in front, and the intensity of the resulting airflow always results in an insufficient supply of oxygen to the lungs. Hmm. <laughs> That newspaper also warned that this could cause facial paralysis. Not clear how that happens, What? but it had the warning <laughs> about facial paralysis. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, there's, there, yeah, there's a lot of talk about, you know, the wind in your face just makes it hard to breathe. There's also sure. talk about um, your skin breathing, but when there's a lot of wind on it, it prevents that. Um, so basically just, you know, If you're in a wind for too long, you're not going to be able to breathe.
0: Interesting.
1: Uh, There's also a lot of talk about buildup of carbon dioxide, Mm -hmm. uh, which, I mean, that's a real thing in an enclosed space. If you get buried alive, you're going to die because you're going to lose oxygen, just have carbon dioxide. But it's not clear how a fan (laughs) contributes Mm -hmm. to this buildup of carbon dioxide. That's going to happen regardless of the fan. (laughs)
0: Right. And and as far as, like, bedrooms go, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, not gonna totally happen sealed. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Another cause. This one's a little more interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hypothermia.
0: Um, that, okay, I'm ready.
1: That the fan makes you so cold that you die. Mm-hmm.
0: So I know how to refute this one. <laughs> because... Uh, air conditioners make you cold but fans just help with evaporation because Mm -hmm. it's just moving the air around so i just busted that myth
1: yeah uh this one is very often paired with being drunk uh because if you go to if you pass out drunk yeah you're less likely to wake up from being uncomfortable and so they say hey if you're drunk definitely don't fall asleep with a fan on because you're not going to wake up when you start to get hypothermia instead you're just going to die
0: i you know i uh college bianca can definitely attest that uh <laughs> it's difficult to wake up when you've been drinking but i don't i don't know that's uh one
1: okay. of the articles that are <laughs> there's a guy in canada who said, you know, we have people fall asleep here in snowbanks and they survive the night. <laughs> I don't think having a fan blowing on you. And they always talk about it in Korea. It's always summertime.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's obviously hot. Sure. And and this guy's like, I don't think falling asleep in a room with a fan blowing on you in summertime is going to make you mm-hmm. die of hypothermia. Yeah, it feels like so, there's a
0: lot of checks and balances there.
1: So that one's suspect.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh. Now here, the Wikipedia page about fan death, it has another cause. Uh, I don't know why this one is even included, because it's not going to kill you in one night. But it mentions that asbestos became a very popular, uh, it was very popular in construction in the 70s for Korea. Now we understand that asbestos Mm -hmm. causes lung cancer. So if you were in a room full of asbestos dust or fibers, and there was a fan blowing, then yes, it would probably increase your chance of inhaling it. Sure. Uh, but again, you know, it's not going to kill you in one night.
0: Right. I've so, seen enough personal injury attorney commercials to know <laughs> that asbestos causes mesothelioma and uh, it, it takes a while to kick in. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know why that's included on the Wikipedia page because that is obviously not what fan death is because fan death right. is you die that night.
0: Right. Yep. Gone.
1: Yeah. Just remember the guy pleading with the American kids, don't throw your (laughs) lives away. (laughs) Just to prove this point.
0: Oh. Oh, that's a good one.
1: All right. The last one. This one? Yeah. uh, It at least seems to make the most sense out of any of them.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: This one is hyperthermia. Okay. Uh, Like, Getting too hot. Sure. So the idea here is you are in a small enclosed room. You don't have air conditioning Mm -hmm. and it's like 90 degrees. Yeah. So you turn on a fan. Right. Now the fan by itself doesn't actually make the air cooler. Right. Uh, Like you mentioned, you know, it's just the wind passing by us that makes it feel cooler. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in this scenario, you've basically made a convection oven and you're slowly <laughs> baking yourself to death. Uh,
0: that is the most convincing one mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I've heard. Mm-hmm.
1: And actually, the fan or any uh, electronic device would would make the room warmer mm. because it, you know, as it's using up electricity, parts of it are going to heat up. It's going to make the room a little bit warmer. Now, I don't think most fans would make a noticeable difference in Mm -hmm. the air temperature of the room because, you know, I went to school for electrical engineering. I happen to know that converting electricity to uh, motor stuff Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) is pretty efficient. Very technical. Mm -hmm.
1: You're you're not going to lose a lot of energy to heat uh, as opposed to say a bunch of old incandescent light bulbs. Mm -hmm. Like if you had a bunch of those in a room, it's going to warm up pretty good. Sure. Uh, Now this one, it has the slightest shred of credibility And it's even picked up steam in recent years because the EPA,
0: the Environmental
1: Protection Agency, here in the States, they have this handbook, Excessive Heat Events Guidebook. Mm -hmm. And in there, they have a line that says, uh, they have a section for don'ts, things not Mm -hmm. to do when there is excessive heat. And it actually states, don't have direct flow of portable electric fans toward yourself when the room temperature is hotter than 90 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, it doesn't say it's going to kill you. It just says don't do it.
0: Right. Now I have several questions as to why the EPA is getting in on it.
1: Well, they like, just don't want hot air. They just don't want you to set up hot air blowing it yourself.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah.
1: I mean, if you're already at risk for a heat stroke or something, that could I could see that making it worse if you're just like blowing hot air on yourself.
0: Oh, I I get it. What they're saying is go into a cool room instead.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Go into a cool room or they said use the fan to vent the hot air out of the room or bring cold air into the room. Just don't be in an enclosed room and blow hot air on yourself. Again, convection oven. (laughs) Got it.
0: Got it.
1: Yep. Uh, So people kind of, they, they noticed this and it kind Mm -hmm. of spread and suddenly people were like, Oh my gosh, fan death is real. Right. But we were just wrong about the cause of death. It's actually hyperthermia. But again, you know the EPA didn't say it's gonna kill you right. in this guidebook it also says, don't eat heavy hot or hard to digest foods
0: yeah, I've definitely made that mistake before <laughs> yeah, I ate a corn dog in like the dead of summer and i I paid for it
1: <laughs> but you didn't die
0: I didn't die I was just very uncomfortable <laughs> and i I doubt
1: you were at risk of death
0: i I was not at risk mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah.
1: Uh, that blogger that I mentioned earlier, who's originally from Korea, at least back in 2009, he was bought into the idea that it could uh, could cause death by hyperthermia, partially because of the EPA thing where they, they warned about it being bad for you. But, you know, medical experts they are still uh, very skeptical of the idea that the fan would cause hyperthermia to the point that it kills you.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's the uh, that's the quote-unquote science. Uh. So the next thing that I wanted to know as I was researching this was how did this belief start? Yeah. And, and how did it keep propagating?
0: Yeah, like so, the fingernails airplane thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that one started, <laughs> but I don't think you're going to find anything about it on the internet. No. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, th- those people haven't gotten access yet. <laughs> Uh, So, electrical fans. uh, The first one was invented in the late 1800s, but they didn't really hit mainstream for households until the 20s and 30s. -hmm. And it's actually right around there where some of the earliest mentions of fan death are. Uh, The earliest reference that people seem to be able to find is from 1927 in an old Korean newspaper. Oh. And uh, as I was researching this stuff... And thinking about, you know, how did people come up with this idea? uh, It reminded me of something that I saw in a book from college. I I mentioned earlier, I did electrical engineering here at the university. And when I graduated, uh, they gave me this really cool book talking about the history of the electrical engineering department there, which was actually the first engineering department um, at the university. Like, Mm -hmm. it's that old, late 1800s. And it had some really cool pictures and stories Uh, At that time, electricity was still becoming popular. A lot of people didn't know much about it. Uh, The students would actually put on displays for the public to come check it out and learn about electricity. And in the book, it said the most common misconception when people came to to learn about this stuff uh, was that people thought the wires were tubes and there was some kind of liquid being pumped through it. Oh. Which, you know, when I read that, I was like... I I mean, I could see it because if you've never been exposed to the physics and chemistry stuff about electrons and metal, Mm -hmm. you know, I could completely understand how somebody might struggle to understand it or or make sense of it. And, of course, you know, people like to make sense of things. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. uh, so you might say, you you know, if you're seeing that electricity, you might say, oh, those must be tubes. There must be something going through there because that's all you'd be familiar with. Right, so with that in mind, you know, I could see people just kind of speculating in the 20s and 30s when these uh, these brand newfangled electric fans uh, come to be. Um, you know one of the the less common misconceptions about these fans is that they actually break up oxygen molecules or that Whoa. they somehow destroy the oxygen. that again, that's not a common one, but I could see that being common back in the day. Sure. Um, and in leading to people believe like oh that would cause you to suffocate, because mm-hmm. again without the education, you know, if somebody just said, "Hey, this fan destroys the oxygen because it like right. slices up the molecules," eh, some people might believe it. You know, it, it sounds ridiculous to us now, but you go back a hundred years, eh, maybe you won it. Right. Uh one article that I found, I thought this was really neat. Uh, it compared this misconception to one that people in America suffer from. And I will admit I suffered from it until I read this very thing. Ooh, I'm ready. Uh, that poinsettias are poisonous. Have you ever Uh, heard that before?
0: I have heard that before. Um, I'm pretty sure, uh, Erica might remember this. Uh, I tried, uh, we had, uh, poinsettia plants around, like, Christmas time, because that's, like, mm-hmm, when you mm-hmm. would get them. And I had convinced my sister that, like, if you rub the the flowers on your lips, that turns into lipstick. Um, <laughs> and then my, my mom was like, don't, that's poisonous. Yeah. Like, anything on the plant is poisonous. And I remember that, and I was like, oh, my God, I almost killed my sister. <laughs> but apparently I didn't almost kill my sister, no, is what you're telling abso- me?
1: absolutely not. I learned from a young age that they were poisonous, and I was like, "All right, you don't have to tell me twice." <laughs> you know, any plant—if I don't recognize a plant, I think it's poisonous. Really. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I—I I think it was uh, maybe at like a Christmas church service or something. Because again, there's poinsettias. I don't know oh, how you sure. pronounce it either. It's spelled poinsettia, but I've always said poinsettia. I don't know.
0: I've always said poinsettia. Uh, I. I don't know. I'm good with either pronunciation. We'll, we'll go with poinsettia. It's Hit, fewer syllables. DM us if you know how to pronounce poinsettia.
1: <laughs> but yeah. For the longest time, I thought they were poisonous.
0: Yeah. And then,
1: and then, you know, in recent years, I would mention it and somebody's like, well, no, they're not that poisonous, but they might be poisonous to dogs or or something like that. Sure, sure. Uh, So, they're not. I'm pretty sure they're not poisonous to anybody. But this wow. one, it actually has an origin story. Like it is pretty well known how this how this thing came to be, why so many people believe it. Oh, so already. supposedly, in 1919, mm-hmm. there was a rumor going around in Hawaii because that's where these are native, apparently.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, that a child died from eating a poinsettia. Uh, the specifics varied a lot, like, oh, he ate a leaf or he was sucking on the stems of the poinsettia. Sure. But, but anyway, they said a child died from eating a poinsettia. A year later, in 1920, there was a botanist that published an article in The Hawaiian Forester and Agriculturalist, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, where he repeated I, I... that rumor. Mm-hmm. He said that, yeah, a child died from eating a poinsettia.
0: I'm really glad I canceled my subscription to that. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they're just spreading false rumors. They have lost
1: all credibility.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Much later, in 1944, so we're like 24 years later, there was a Honolulu physician named Harry Lauren Arnold who Mm -hmm. published a guide that became somewhat popular. It was called Poisonous Plants of Hawaii. And he said the same thing. He said, uh, it actually says in the book, The two-year-old child of an Army officer at Fort Shafter died from eating a poinsettia leaf in 1919.
0: They're not even, like, fact-checking.
1: No, there was no fact-checking. And so that really spread. And then uh, in the 60s and 70s, there was this really big movement in the United States to try to inform the public about, like, uh, health hazards and stuff like that. You know, one of those was dangerous plants and other household items. You know, poinsettia plants were pretty common, so people were trying to warn people like, "Hey, you know, I read in this book; those are poisonous." And so that was that was spreading it a lot. Then in 1971, uh, there were some researchers at the Ohio State University that they they ground up a bunch of poinsettias and they mm-hmm. fed it to rats, and nothing happened. Oh, and so. And so they realized, like, no, these aren't, these aren't poisonous. There, there's nothing toxic oh here. Oh, my
0: gosh.
1: And then they even they contacted that Harry Arnold guy, the guy that wrote the guidebook. Yeah. And they got him to admit that the story of the child dying was just hearsay. It was just something he had heard. <gasps> there was no proof of it that he had ever found.
0: Oh.
1: So within the academic world, you know, people started to realize that they were not actually poisonous. But, you know, there's this big separation between the academic world and the general public. And so it still continued to spread Uh, throughout the 70s and 80s. There were a a lot of effort to warn people about the dangers of these poinsettia plants.
0: Wow.
1: And there were there were uh, like people trying to lobby the government to force warning (gasps) labels on poinsettias. Stop. Yeah. Uh, I also saw. In an article, there was a newspaper clipping from a flower shop mm-hmm. where they tried to say, like, the truth about poinsettias, they're not toxic. Come buy some. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so the, the academic world, they've known for a while. Uh, botanists, they've known for a while. But mm-hmm. you still hear it a lot today if you just go ask the general public. Um, I saw that there is a poll in uh, it was sometime after two thousand. They, I think, they polled like a random one thousand people, and over half of them said that poinsettias are poisonous. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I imagine maybe uh, somebody in a different country, maybe New Zealand, mm-hmm. maybe they would just like make fun of Americans for believing <laughs> <playing> that poinsettias are <laughs> <of> poisonous. <laughs> And you come over here, and it's just a matter of fact thing. Like, oh yeah, they're poisonous. Right. My mom told me.
0: Right, right. Oh. And
1: and nobody questions it because why would you? Everybody believes yeah. that.
0: There's enough stuff to make fun of Americans about, though. Like, we don't need to add <laughs> to the list.
1: <laughs> but yeah, Uh so I thought you know, with an origin story like that, maybe there'd be one for fan death. Right. But. There doesn't appear to be one incident Mm. or or one death or even a rumor of a death that really sparked it. You know, I was just imagining like, you know, somebody died in their sleep and there were some investigators that came in. And one guy's like, man, what do you think it could be? And the other guy's like, well, there's a fan pointed right at him. Right. I think it was that.
0: (laughs) Right. I mean, if there's no, I've watched a lot of cop shows, there's no signs of forced entry, Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. no. Uh, There's no sense of struggle. If they just like passed peacefully, it had to be the fan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, the rumor started sometime in the 20s. uh, But then it it just grew from there. It's actually pretty easy to find uh, newspaper articles, Korean newspaper articles, of people being found dead. And they won't outright say that it's because of the fan, but they'll surely invoke some speculation Mm -hmm. (laughs) of fan death. The Wikipedia the Wikipedia page actually actually links a newspaper clipping from 2011 which is pretty recent where it says this the actual words a man reportedly died on Monday morning after sleeping with an electric fan running.
0: Oh, the
1: 59-year-old that, oh. victim was found dead with a fan fixed directly at him. Dun, dun, dun.
0: Do they do they count that as a suicide case then? If it was If it was just like intentionally pointed at his face.
1: (laughs) Uh, That's a good question. Um, So what's funny is this newspaper article actually went on to explain it probably wasn't the fan, but still.
0: (laughs) But still, we can't be too sure.
1: I mean, they said it that way. How many people are going to read that part and then be like, no, it was totally the fan.
0: Right. You led with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're like, it's definitely the fan. Mom said that would happen. It's the fan. (laughs) Uh, There's also this really fun conspiracy. (laughs) I say fun because conspiracies around fan death are fun. Uh, (laughs) But the conspiracy theory is that the Korean government actually pushed the idea in the (gasps) 70s during the energy crisis.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) The
1: idea is that they wanted people to use less electricity, so hey, let's just make them all afraid to sleep with a fan <laughs> on. <laughs> now, I could not find any real evidence <laughs> that this was a thing, that the government pushed this. Right. Uh, that That's all pure speculation. Uh, that's oh. kind of what makes it fun. <laughs> uh, but oh another, another thing that I assume this makes it real... For a lot of people in Korea, is that when you buy a fan, Mm -hmm. they very often have warning labels about using it in your sleep. And they usually come with timer controls.
0: Have you ever had
1: a fan with a timer control? Because I don't think I I have.
0: I have not. No. I usually have an oscillating fan that has three different settings and it's very difficult to tell which setting I'm turning <laughs> on, if it's high, medium or low.
1: Yeah. That's, that's all my fans have ever had. But I, I assume over there, if they, you know, somebody was selling a fan without a timer control, they would probably think about that. Like I would think of a, uh, like a space heater without a temperature control or mm-hmm. the tip over control or something like that. Like, Oh man, it's so dangerous. As How do they a good get away with feature. selling that? Yeah.
0: Right. Gosh. That's funny.
1: Yeah. So they I mean, the warning labels are there. You have no reason to question it. Mm.
0: Uh,
1: So then after all that, I I still was speculative of or uh, skeptical of if this is still a common belief because, you know, Ken Jennings, he was over there in the late 80s, early 90s. Sure. um, A lot of a lot of the other stuff seemed to be 90s-ish that I could find. Uh, well, Ken Jennings, he seems to think that the belief is dying out, that mm-hmm. the younger generations are figuring it out. Yep. Uh, he actually said he did a recent poll of a lot of his contacts over there. He still knows a lot of people over there. And yeah, it sounds like the younger generation is starting to question it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, Bianca, you and I, we also have a Korean coworker. Uh, whose Mm -hmm. parents were born in Korea. And so I asked him, like, is this something you had ever heard of? Did your parents ever mention it? Anything like that? Uh, He said he never heard about it until he was an adult.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, he's learned more about it from, like, American social media than any of his Korean roots.
0: That's funny. Um,
1: So I have to imagine that just the, the prevalence of internet access and and also some of the recent popularity on social media around fan death. Uh, mm-hmm. It's probably just given a lot of the young people there a reason to actually think about it and, and research, start to question it. Mm-hmm. You know, like that scenario where if New Zealand actually started making fun of us for thinking that us <laughs> <poinsettias> are poisonous <laughs> and it was all over Twitter. Right. I think a ton of people would suddenly be like, oh, wait, are they, are they not poisonous? Right. Huh.
0: Yeah, like, that's a good point. If,
1: if we wanted to spread the word, truthfully, that poinsettias not poisonous, that I think that's the strategy. Yeah, get another country to just make fun of us.
0: Let me tell you, you put something on TikTok, I'll learn about it really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's just our strategy: is just fighting misinformation with TikTok. Yeah, first with fan death, uh, next with uh, poinsettias. Are not poisonous. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? I'm trying to think of other other misinformation.
1: Do keep tabs on where your relatives are when you're trimming your fingernails.
0: I do not. And now I'm like, I don't know, maybe <laughs> I should. You know, now um, that we're still amidst a pandemic, uh, no one that I personally know or am related to has taken a flight. So I've been fine in trimming my <laughs> fingernails. Yeah. I've been like, oof.
1: yeah. So that's, that's the rabbit hole that I fell down. And I got to say the most shocking thing out of all of that is that mm-hmm. poinsettias are not poisonous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't tell you how much that that's blowing my mind. Learning about that.
0: I, I imagine you're going to drop that knowledge on someone someday in the future. You're going to say, Hey, did you know that poinsettias aren't actually poisonous? And They're gonna say, Greg, how how did you learn that? And you're gonna say, Well, I was researching fan death, <laughs> and lo and behold, I came across this fact. Yeah, and they're gonna be like, Hey, hang hang on, fan death, and you're just gonna you're just gonna point them to this podcast.
1: Uh, one of the articles I found talking about poinsettias, I think this one was in 1974. There is like a college professor, a researcher that uh, he went in front of a crowd of his peers and he ate a poinsettia leaf just right in front of him.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's one way to do it.
1: Yeah. That would just really prove it.
0: Mm. I mean,
1: it's kind of the opposite of the guy that won the Nobel Prize for giving himself an ulcer. Mm. You remember reading about that one? Because he, yep. like, to prove that some bacteria causes ulcers, he ate it, got an ulcer, right. got the Nobel Prize. This guy went the other direction. I'm going to prove that this is harmless.
0: <laughs> right. Bold move. Boy. Even if I did get a Nobel Prize, I don't know if I'm brave enough.
1: To eat a poinsettia?
0: To eat a, yeah, eat a poinsettia, ingest bacteria that would give me an ulcer. Oh, yeah.
1: They did say another reason why they think the poinsettia thing spread a lot is because uh, a lot of the other Christmas decorative plants are toxic or poisonous.
0: Oh, sure. Like mistletoe or holly or something like that.
1: Both of those. And so people just lump poinsettias in there.
0: Oh, they got a bad rap. Yeah. Bummer.
1: Now, they're, they're still not good for you.
0: Sure. Yeah, I I think they're probably more neutral. No one's gonna make like a poinsettia salad at at any time. Not yet. No, no,
1: no. I'm sure the Californians will figure out a way to make a poinsettia (laughs) salad.
0: It's the it's the next way to fancy up salads. Like I've seen dandelion salads in a lot of farm to table restaurants. You just eat dandelion leaves. Next, it's poinsettias. Okay, I,
1: I figured out how we're gonna educate everybody that poinsettias are not poisonous. They may have to wait until next Christmas season when they're popular again. But start a TikTok challenge. Eat a poinsettia leaf. There you go. But maybe people would be like, this is Tide Pods (laughs) 2.0.
0: It can't nearly be as bad for you as Tide Pods are. There's no no way.
1: Yes, Tide Pods will actually kill you. Unlike fans and poinsettias.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, Tide Pods will wreck every part that it touches
1: uh speaking of tiktok challenges the other thing that'll kill you is the uh, spoonful of cinnamon challenge
0: (gasps) i've seen people do that
1: because uh the only way it won't kill you is if you manage to not cough and inhale cinnamon (laughs) yeah cinnamon is extremely bad for your lungs could cause cancer or other breathing problems
0: oh gosh
1: so maybe the TikTok challenge is not a good idea just because so many of the TikTok challenges are bad for you.
0: Yeah, no, that's an excellent point. I, I think I'm yeah. back
1: on the trying to get New Zealand to make mm-hmm. fun of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know their prime minister, uh, wh- what's her name? Auntie Jacinda, something like that.
0: Jacinda Ardern?
1: Yeah. I mean, she's mm-hmm. hip with the times. She would probably get on yeah. board with starting a campaign to educate America.
0: I am I, I'm imagining like... Her taking that meeting with you and just being like, yes, very excited for uh, the collaboration that our two nations can have. Greg, how can we help you? And you just say, I need you to make fun of us for for thinking that poinsettias are poisonous. Mm-hmm, She's mm-hmm. like, of all of the resources that I could give you, like we've <laughs> nearly eliminated the coronavirus. And we're like, we're out here doing in-person activities, but the way that you want me to help is you want me to roast you and other Americans for thinking that poinsettias are poisonous.
1: You know, when you put it like that, <laughs> it, it still seems plausible.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it, r- low-hanging fruit, really. Mm-hmm. Like, very low effort.
1: Or get the K-pop fans on it.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised K-pop fans haven't taken over a hashtag to teach us about fan death.
1: Maybe they did.
0: Maybe they did. I
1: mean, it it got popular on the internet like, I don't know, five years ago. I'm sure it comes and goes in spurts as new generation of youngins exposed to the wild, wild internet hear about Mm -hmm. some crazy thing and decide to tell all their friends.
0: Yep. Mm.
1: But yeah, so there's fan death for you. Just think about that the next time you turn a fan on when you sleep. Do you sleep with a fan on?
0: I have slept with our ceiling fan on. Mm-hmm. I am guilty. Um, I I can also say that I am not coming to you as a ghost. So <laughs> I have not died because of a fan. Um, I I do remember my apartment senior year of college had very little heat and exactly zero air conditioning. So you better believe I convection ovened my bedroom. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. We, uh, we also sleep with a ceiling fan always have Mm
0: -hmm. ever
1: since, I mean, ever since we've lived at a place that had a ceiling fan. Sure. Um, but even when we didn't, we had a, a little fan like I just I got to have the air blown across my face. Mm-hmm. Taking away my oxygen.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah, I I want to sleep like I might not wake up the next morning. That's what I, that's just what just give me that fan. That sweet, sweet fan air.
1: I had a, a friend in high school that he needed such a strong wind on his face to sleep. When we took a class trip to Disney World uh-huh. in Florida, there, there were no fans in the room. There's just the air conditioner unit like over by the door against the wall. Oh, yeah. He took one of the comforters from the bed and just propped himself up against the air conditioner <laughs> unit oh. so that he could have that wind <laughs> directly on his face. He didn't die.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and plus if he like made a little cocoon with the comforter I mean that's a super enclosed space yeah
1: and then he he complained because the uh uh they they kept putting the comforter back on the bed and he's like do they not realize my bed is over here next to the air conditioner yep Ugh. but yeah ceiling fans that's i mean that's on the list for fan death I don't think Ugh. ceiling fans are very common over there, yeah, gosh, that'd be a real struggle. I, f-
0: I feel like uh every bedroom in my house has a ceiling fan, just like like reckless abandon, like sure, turn that fan on and hope you don't die in the morning <laughs> gosh, yeah i never I never even considered that. we even have one. In our living room, too. So if you fall asleep on the sofa, mm mm-mm, dunzo.
1: Now, I don't know if they believe the same would be true if you were to sleep outside and it's windy.
0: Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it were, like, gale force winds, it's not the wind that's gonna kill you. (laughs) It's something that drops on top of you that's gonna kill you. (laughs) So my... My question then, if I, so in talking about how my living room has a ceiling fan, now I'm considering when you said you can't sleep in an enclosed space, you Mm -hmm. can like kick a door open and then you're fine. But like, isn't most of your home an enclosed space anyway?
1: Yeah. You can't put (laughs) too much logic into these things, Bianca.
0: (laughs) That's true. That's true. I'm trying you just, to logic my way.
1: You just take what mom told you as truth.
0: Mm-hmm. Never right.
1: question it. Go along with your life until yep. somebody makes fun of you on the internet. And then, then you question it. Mm-hmm. Do a little research.
0: Yep. Do you, do you have other than poinsettias being poisonous? Is there anything that a family member told you that you were like, that's definitely not true, and I heard that my entire life.
1: Gosh. There probably are some, and I just haven't. Yeah. I haven't figured them out yet. But I know there's a lot of, like, silly ones that people always say, like, oh, daddy long legs are super poisonous. They just, their lungs are, or their legs are longer than their teeth, so they can't bite you. Oh, but oh
0: I've never heard that word. You've one. never heard
1: that? That must be No! A, that must be a Midwest thing. That is extremely <laughs> common here. <laughs> Uh, the sad thing is when you hear an adult say that,
0: because
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> I think most like kids say it all the time. Uh, but I think most of them figure it out at some point. Sure. Or, or, you know, everybody gets curious and they try to look up what are the m- most deadly spiders? Because yeah. mm-hmm. uh, cause then you know what to look out for. And right. truth be told, just like the plants, every plant, if I don't recognize it, it's poisonous. Every mm-hmm. spider, if I don't recognize it, it's a brown recluse.
0: Absolutely. A hundred and four percent. That spider is going to murder me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But not a daddy long legs. I see that and I know it's not poisonous. Mm. Now I haven't had any, uh, any relatives try to tell me that 5G causes COVID, but Mm -hmm. that one, that one I think I would know right away.
0: (laughs) Yep. Yep. Um, I think it was my, um my husband's mom or maybe it was like his grandmother or something. Um, you know when you're a little kid and you pout and you're just like really cranky, you're looking for attention. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. someone in my husband's family told him that if you pout, a bird's gonna come by and poop on it. <laughs> like that was like that was the wives tale of like why you shouldn't pout. Because, like, hey, if a bird comes by, it's going to poop right on your lip. Because your lip's sticking out just far enough. Like, not thinking as a child, no, my nose is definitely going to save me from anything that befalls on <laughs> uh, my face here. Yeah. But, yeah. I always thought that was a really funny one. Uh, my grandmother told me once, um, do you ever have a sty in your eye? Yeah um my my grandmother had told me that you get a sty in your eye from peeing in the road um <laughs> which is the wildest thing i've ever heard that's that's yeah.
1: on the level of the uh fingernails and airplanes
0: yes absolutely mhm mhm yep and it
1: it doesn't rhyme either i i thought maybe it would rhyme nope. and like then it just becomes a fun thing to say
0: yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, maybe there was a time where kids peeing in the road was a problem. And yeah. uh they're like, How do we convince these kids not right. to do this?
0: Yeah, it was probably something along the lines of like, <laughs> you are up to no good, and that's why like you have this sty, like this infection in your mm-hmm. eye. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever uh Old sayings, wives' tales, uh, gosh, just blatant lies that you've been told throughout your life. (laughs) Uh, We want to hear from you. We want to hear what they are. Uh, So make sure to hit us up on Instagram. We're at coworking underscore podcast. If you've got a topic suggestion for us, DM us on Instagram. Uh, We'd love to hear your suggestions and we can talk about it on the podcast. We're sure that you have friends that are missing out on their random office chit-chats, so rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about us. That's it for this week. We'll see you again in two weeks.
1: Bye.